Hello there and welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. This is our English language program, which tries to give you some help with your language learning. Uh, we look at vocabulary, grammar, we do pronunciation exercises and, um, and some other stuff too. So I hope you enjoy the program. Just check out what's for today and learn with us. So, we are going to kick off with a one-minute question, then uh, we're going to talk about some vocabulary, some pronunciation, and there is a song also and some other exercises related to it, so why don't we just start? Also remember that you can always send questions to us yeah, about the English language. Whatever problem or question you've got, just send them and we'll try and answer your questions. So, our one-minute question for today is a question of a student at a company who asked me the following. What should I say or write um, to a customer when I reply too late? So when I send a reply, but I can't send it on time, can I say, sorry for my delay in answering? Um, I would use some other form. I mean, chances are they will understand perfectly what you want to say. But uh, still, I would use some other forms. For example, you could say, I am sorry for answering late. This would be an answer suitable for most situations in general. Then if you want to sound more formal, you could say my apologies for answering late or my apologies for not answering earlier. Let's continue with vocabulary. Uh, well. I'd like to uh, focus on something here that is a vocabulary item in Spanish and for Spanish learners of English that I've seen causes problems for them because they use the same word for so many situations that they find it difficult to know how to say the same in English. And the word is pendiente, okay? So in Spanish you can say, for example, Estoy pendiente de ella porque tiene fiebre. Or you can say, Debes estar pendiente de tu dieta. Or, Estoy pendiente del coche que lo tengo mal aparcado. There's a great deal of other examples, but let's just focus on these three. Estoy pendiente de ella porque tiene fiebre. So, pendiente uh, means, I mean, in this context, it means you are looking after this person, right? You can say, I'm looking after her. Or you could say, I'm keeping an eye on her, which would be an idiom. Keep an eye on. I'm keeping an eye on her. 
That's a nice way of saying I'm paying attention, you know, I'm supervising, I'm checking, etc. This is one way of saying pendiente. Another form in a different situation would be a different expression. So, you say, Debes estar pendiente de tu dieta. This is some advice. And it's advice about something that uh, is important for you to do. And if you don't do it, you might have problems. So, it's a kind of a warning. And consequently, you should look for an expression which, which uh, expresses that. For example, watch out for your diet. Watch out for your diet. Debes estar pendiente. Fíjate. Lo que comes. Because it's important to cut down on certain things in your diet or to add new things. For the third situation, which was Estoy pendiente del coche, que lo tengo mal aparcado. Um, well, I mean, what are you doing when you are pendiente? Well, you are basically constantly checking, you know, every 10, 15 seconds, whatever, as you want to make sure that uh, you're not blocking the way. So, what you're doing is actually you're watching the car. So, you could say, I'm watching the car because I parked it in a bad place. Or, I'm watching the car because I just parked it in front of a, a garage or whatever. So, that's the idea. Pendiente? In Spanish, covers a lot of situations, but in English, in this case, you you need to look for other ways of saying the same idea. And we've said, keeping an eye on, be aware of, watch out for, or simply watch or be watching something. So, all right, this was vocabulary. Create English today. Go for English. Get your English. English. Create English today. English. Create English today. Go for English. Get your English. Go for English today. And let's move on. Now let's look at some more examples for pendiente and the English equivalents. Um, how about saying the following? Uh, estamos pendientes de los resultados. So you did some research and you sent it on to someone and they're analyzing it and you're waiting for the results. So that's what you're doing actually. You're waiting for the results. So estamos pendientes, it means you are waiting. So in English, you can simply say, we are waiting for the results. You can also say, uh, we haven't received the results yet, which would be the same thing, just expressed in a different way, with a negative haven't, have not, instead of saying we are waiting. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Lo tengo pendiente. Uh, this means that you will try and not forget the thing. So you would say, uh, okay, I'll 
I'll remember it or I'll try to remember it or you can say I'll keep it in mind I'll keep it in mind it's a nice one it's an idiom or another example would be you know uh, when someone asks you have you done this have you done that and you say no 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 todavía lo tengo pendiente right this means you have not done it yet so you can say it both ways you can say um, I haven't done it yet or you could say I still have to do it yeah? um, and uh, what else let me just see I'm looking at my notes maybe um, mm-hmm. I think this is enough um, for an introduction and um, and what we could do now is uh, I'm going to give you some some of these examples to translate you will hear a short uh, bell sound and after that it's your turn to say the form that you believe is the best is the first one estamos pendientes de los resultados we are still We are still waiting for the results. Or we haven't We haven't received the results yet. Good. Next one. Lo tendré pendiente. I'll keep I'll keep it in mind. Next question. Estoy pendiente de ella porque tiene fiebre. I'm keeping... I'm keeping an eye on her. And one more. Has de estar pendiente de tu dieta. Watch. Watch out for your diet. Fine. Now we've taken a little quick look at this vocabulary uh, thing between the Spanish way and the English way of saying the same ideas. I hope you found it useful. Now, moving on to pronunciation. I've got four words here that belong to a group of words that are pronounced differently when they are nouns and when they are verbs. So, let me give you the words here. Uh, One is... uh, Increase. In business, when things go up, they increase. Increase. Right, second word, refund. When you um, buy something and you go back to the shop because you didn't like the product, they can exchange the product or they can refund you. That means they give your money back. Third, 
um, yes, softwares, applications, all these things, you update them. You update them. And the fourth is upgrade, which is similar when you've got like um, a system and you want to have a more modern system, you upgrade the system. Fine, we've got four words increase, refund, update, upgrade. Four verbs. Now, the thing is that these words also work as nouns. They exist as nouns and they are used as nouns, but they are pronounced differently. So, let me give you the examples. Increase with the accent on the first syllable is a noun and it means un incremento. Next word is refund, refund, which is reembolso, un reembolso. A third word is update, an update, es una actualización. And the fourth one is an upgrade, an upgrade, which is similar um, una actualización del sistema. Now, these four words here have two different ways of pronunciation. One is uh, with the second syllable emphasis, which is increase, incrementar, refund, reembolsar, update or upgrade, actualizar. And with the first syllable, they are nouns. An increase, un incremento, a refund, un reembolso, an update, una actualización, an upgrade, una actualización del sistema. You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio in February 2017. Now, I'm sure you know what um, idioms are. Idioms are like um, frases hechas or modismos. And uh, they're, well, I mean, the English language is also full of them. And here are some nice ones that I picked for today. This one has got to do with the sun. Um, and it goes like, under the sun. This means anywhere uh, on earth okay and you could say for example um, supposing you want to lose weight or for some reason you want to do a to go on a diet and you, you tried this one and that one and all kinds of diets and they don't work and so you, you you tell your friend you know I, I don't know what to do um, I've tried all kinds of uh, diets under the sun but they don't seem to work with me under the sun is all the possibilities that there are around. Okay, another idiom uh, here with the word road. I like this one. Uh, well, with road, you've got a lot of idioms, actually. But here's one. On the road. To be on the road. Uh, traveling musicians, for example. Yeah, they are on the road. It means they are traveling. To be on the road means to be traveling and to be away from home. To hit the road is when you start your journey, when you start traveling. So when you hit the road is when you, when you leave home. When you are on the road is when you are traveling. 
the light. Well, with the light, there's a nice one here. The, the green light. The green light. To give someone the green light or to get the green light means to get somebody's okay. This means you can go ahead. You can do it. If you've got a plan and you, you, need, you need the plan to be approved by someone, if they give you the green light, that means you can start your project. And one more here. Uh, to be at home. Uh, to be at home means uh, to know something well, to be familiar with something. Supposing you're a musician and you are at home in jazz, in classical music, in pop, well, then you're a versatile musician and you're at home in different styles. All right, does this song sound familiar? Oh, well, of course it does. Passengers, let her go. Listen now for the following words. Sun, road, home, high, snow, low. And pay attention to how these words are paired in each line. Well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. And you let her go. Right, now, what does he sing about? The dreams. What do we know about them? Staring at the bottom of your glass. Hoping one day you'll make a dream last But dreams come slow and they go so fast You see it when you close your eyes Maybe one day you'll understand why Everything you touch surely dies But you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to Now the third verse is coming up Listen now for the line endings and and pay attention to the words that rhyme at the end of the lines. There are two vowels to listen out for, R and E. Staring at the ceiling in the dark, same old empty feeling in your heart. Cause love comes slow and it goes so far. Well, you see you when you fall asleep But never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and you dive too deep Well, you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Yeah, well, the uh, the words in the first verse, light, sun, road, etc., were paired 
In the same lines, you had light and burning low in the first line, and sun and snow in the second one, and high and low in the fourth one, and road and home in the fifth one. So you've got these words in pairs, but they mean opposite things, right? Like light and burning low. They're opposites, and the sun and the snow, I mean heat and the freezing cold. Just think about why these contrasts are applied and used in this song. Yeah, in the second verse, what did he say about the dreams? Well, the song says, where the dreams come slow and go fast. Did you get that? The dreams come slow and they go fast. And, and in the third verse, you had the line endings ending in R and E vowel sounds, dark and heart, and words with E were keep and deep, for example. So, but just check them out, and if you want to practice their correct pronunciation, you can just uh, use one as a reference for the other one. So, if you can pronounce dark, you can pronounce fast, because they use the same R Now, at least in British English, in American, that would be actually a little different. That would be dark and fast, or something like that. But um, but asleep and deep, or keep and deep, they do rhyme. Now, what is your interpretation of the song? With these contrasts of the sun and the snow, I mean, you know, the, the, the warm weather and the cold weather, uh, or the light and the low light, darkness, basically. Um, and um, I don't know, you've got here the road and the home, another contrast, etc. So what, what do these um, mean to you? So as you're listening to the song, try to find the meaning for yourself. What does it tell you? What is your understanding? What is your interpretation of the song? And have fun! I greatly enjoy reading quotes of people who have different ideas. Ideas that are sometimes surprising, sometimes just uh, they make you think, or you just find them refreshing, or they give you a different point of view. And here's one of uh, an English writer and author, poet and um, journalist, um, G.K. Chesterton, who, um, who's got lots of great quotes. There's this one, which goes like... The traveler sees what he sees, the tripper sees what he has come to see. There is a common version of this quote, which is slightly different. It goes like... The traveler sees what he sees, the tourist sees what he has come to see. Probably using tourist uh, because it's a more modern word. So we can just uh, use this one for now, too. So, at first sight, this quote is uh, about the difference between a tourist and a traveler. Now, to me, the difference is that a tourist, um, when, when the tourist travels, 
uh, they travel with certain expectations. They plan their trip, they know what hotel they're going to, what sightseeing tours they're going to do, etc. So they know what they want and that's what they get. While travelers don't plan this way, they go uh, for the sake of adventure. And so they what they get is quite different. And they have a chance to actually see what's there because they um, they just open sort of to to the real experience instead of the planned experience. Now a different reading of this quote could be not so much about tourists and non-tourists, but it's 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 about being open to um, life's different situations and and being able to appreciate them instead of wanting them to be in a different way. At least this is what I understand, this quote. And now let's move on to the next point. We're actually nearing the end of the program. But before we finish, let's just see some things about the song we've listened to earlier. Uh, Passengers Let Her Go. Let's begin with the title. Let Her Go. Let her go, let her go. It almost sounds like letter or letter if you pronounce it a more American way. Letter, letter, let her go, let her go. It's never really pronounced like separately, let her. You end up saying letter, letter. Hmm? Similarly, let him would be let him or let him, but not let him do it. Let her go. Unless you really need to emphasize let her go or let him do it. But in a normal situation, you would just say let her, let him. Now, this is a song that actually opens with the chorus, the refrain. You know, the part that is the most melodic part, usually the catchy part that's repeated and repeated over and over again. Now you've got a chance to think about the meaning of the song. What does it mean to you? What does it say? Well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. And you let her go Staring at the bottom of your glass Hoping one day you'll make a dream last But dreams come slow And they go so fast You see it when you close your eyes One day you'll understand why Everything you touch surely dies But you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go 
Staring at the ceiling in the dark Same old empty feeling in your heart Cause love comes slow and it goes so fast Will you see you when you fall asleep But never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and you dive too deep Will you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Yeah, we've come to the end of the program in February. This was Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. I hope you've enjoyed the program and you'll be back next month. Have fun, take care. Bye now. Go for English today. Creating English.